Welcome back to another episode of PSV of Orders, the military spouse podcast taking lessons learned in therapy and going full circle with them. I'm Perry. Hi, I'm Shannon. Hey, Shannon, how are you on this gorgeous day? Gorgeous for you, but downpour for us. We really? just started rainy season. Oh, it's been nonstop, I think, for at least a week or two straight at this point. Ooh. I mean, oh, it's, it's the been best. humid here. I, for those of you that uh, don't personally know me, I have been in New Hampshire for the last 10 days or so, and it was like absolutely delightful weather the entire time I was there. Um, we had one rainy day, but that was okay. It was inside day. And then I got back and we flew in uh to like the airport and i stepped out of the airport and i was like this feels like bath water it was like walking into bath water it was like 90 degrees and 100 percent humidity and i was like why do we live here <laughs> i'm used to high humidity here now right so it's gonna probably be really nice when like when we take a trip back to the states I won't. I won't specify when, but we'll talk about it after I come back, just out of security yeah. reasons and things. Yeah for, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's one thing I look forward to. Is like one thing that's nice about like New England weather. Like I feel like you could probably say the same thing here. Is that like when the humidity starts to pick up, you know, a really good thunderstorm is brewing, and then when that comes through, it's low humidity for a while until it builds back up again. At least that's how like I remember my childhood. Yeah, that's how New England is. That's not how here is. It gets worse. Yeah. Like, you can almost feel water droplets sticking in the air after a thunderstorm. Yeah, that's never... like that's how it is here. Like, it's just, I like to refer to this time of year as, like, soup bowl weather. Feeling soup like bowl. you are living in a, you live in a hot soup bowl for the yeah. summer, and you're just like, this is miserable. I just took a shower, and I stepped outside, and I'm wet again. Cool. Yeah. It's rugged, and I just I want to live somewhere dry. Will had to go to Denver for something, and he was like, "It's so dry here. I need chapstick, and everything is dry." I was like, "Oh, that sounds good." You're like, and it's tempting. So another weird thing that happened when I went back to New Hampshire because it's not humid like it is here is my body did not know what to do with that weather, so I just overproduced oil like i naturally had like a very oily face and like very oily hair but it was like insane like i could wipe my face off like grease on a pizza like that was what was happening and her one of my friends uh, she had surgery so i went to go help her out for 10 days um mostly to help drive the kids around and, and stuff like that and they were like, why is your face so shiny why do you have so many red spots on your face <laughs> like well it's yeah, because is... God doesn't love me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those things. Like, I remember, um, I think it was last year, the year before, I went uh, snorkeling with our friend, like, a couple of my friends from work. Mm -hmm. She brought her friend that has kids. Mm -hmm. And, like, she obviously brought her kids, but her, I don't want to say it, but her kids are polite. Okay. The other person, her kids, not so polite. Not as polite. And it was funny because, like, after my surgery and all that, I have a lovely, beautiful mark on my leg from a skin graft. Right. And this brilliant child uh. being what children do, she goes, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, a scar child. And she's like, from what? And I'm like, my near-death experience. Do you want me to give you dirty details? <laughs> and then like... <laughs> I'd be and like, yes. There, <laughs> and then from there, her mom's like, stop pointing out things like that. That's not nice. And I'm like, children pick up things from uh, from learned behavior, but we won't go any further from there. Right. Yeah. So, like, I definitely get that children pointing out flaws. And you're just like, I can't wait till you're a teenager, child. Yeah. This will come full circle. <laughs> right. You're riddled with insecurities. Yeah. We also did like on day like three or something, me and the oldest and, and then my friend, we did like face masks, which I never even thought about because they're just like cheapy face masks. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But I forgot that I'm on doctor prescribed topical creams. So you got burned, didn't you? I got burned. Like, yeah. really burned. Like, the whole, like, from, like, the edge of my lips down. Like, imagine a goatee of burn. And it was just red and dry. And Edgy. I was like, I don't know what to do. So after, like, three days, I was like, I could put vitamin A and D on this. Like, if it works yeah. on tattoos, it'll work on this. So I did that. But then I just had, like, this, like, shiny goatee going on, like, all day, every day. <laughs> and it was 
not cute. <laughs> it was not a fun experience. Would not recommend. No, would not recommend. So yeah, just a PSA. If you're on doctor prescribed topical creams, don't go and get a $5 face mask from Claire's and put that on your face. <laughs> I wouldn't go to Claire's for much things outside of really dumb accessories. Well, that's why we were there. But she wanted yeah. to do self-care day. And I wasn't going to tell this child she can't have self-care day. Um, but True. probably when I was putting it on and I could feel it burning, that should have been my Ooh. cue that I should not should have been your cue. It should have been like, sorry, this is not for me, guys. Yeah. Not- so our skin's finally starting to kind of get back to normal. But I have this music. Anyways. Yeah. <sighs> How's work? Oh, um, f- probably by the time this drops, I'll be officially unemployed. Woo, we love and I'm it. super excited. Yes. Um, I might get into it in the next episode because oh, I've been yeah. dealing with some serious um, issues at work that actually would go really well into this episode, but I think I will talk about it next episode for the sake of um, just having it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's been really stressful. Yeah. But long story short, I will miss most of the people I've worked there with, but not everyone. Maybe we should have like a things that coworkers have said to me, like story time episode. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I mean, I got stories for days for really just really from the bad last coworkers. month and a half. <laughs> I feel like I have really, I have some wild stories from even like when I was younger from like yeah, wild coworkers. I think they'd be a lot like, of fun. Oh, oh Winery has joined me. Oh. Hi, baby. It cannot be an episode of recording without without at least Winery popping her little head in there. Yeah, Dennis keeps scratching at the door to be let in. But, but I guess the other fun thing for update mm-hmm. for me is that like our PCS process is officially begun. I've gotten medical and dental signed off at this point. Now we're just waiting for everything else to start getting cleared and Uh paperwork to start flowing and moving and then we can start booking up stuff. So I'm hoping also maybe the premiere of season four, maybe I'll drop that info where we're going. Who knows? Because okay, we're we're in still in the process of telling people and like I totally forgot one of my friends, I'd never mentioned it to him. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about other stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, well we moved to blah blah blah. He's like Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm a bad friend, huh? And he's like, no, 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 no worries. Oh, by the way, we're moving too. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. cool. Everybody's moving. Everybody's moving. Uh, I'm not but moving as far as I'm aware. Just so you I know. Not. You, you have a really nice house. And I'm really envious right now because I'm ready to get out of this two bedroom, one bath. Yes. Hopefully a better it's house so when you get there. But I guess we'll take it off of us complaining and go to other type of complaining. Oh, sure thing. <laughs> so Perry picked this week's NMR. Yeah. Oh, what's your least favorite subject in school? Your least favorite? I misread that. Oh, man. Can you, do you know <laughs> what it is? I originally was working on this. I guess I'll just go first. Least favorite? Um, Probably math and history. Math, because I'm not good with numbers, and my attention span is, like, negative five. And history, because same issues. I don't have the attention span or the retainability for history. Yeah. So I hated history tests, because they'd be like, when does blah, blah, blah happen? And I'm like, can I get multiple choice? Right? (laughs) Like, I can differentiate between, like, the 1800s and the 1400s, but if the option is 1491, 1492, 1493, I don't know. I wasn't there. How am I expect to know that? Yeah, no. History was a rough time all the time. I was Uh so excited when we finally got out of history. Like when it was like, I think high school, I think it was like third or fourth year. I didn't have to take history anymore. And I was just so happy. Yeah. Because I was like, thank goodness. I no longer have to worry about fighting to pass the class anymore. Right. (laughs) And the same thing with math. Math was, after we got outside of like, like after your basic of plus minusing dividing and multiplying yeah all downhill from there so what about you perry i'm gonna go with geometry because some math i like like statistics was super fun basic algebra was okay still can't divide a fraction to save my life but geometry i just could not care i could not find it interesting and my dad was a timber framer for many years so he loves it and like it's just it's very intuitive to him and he like thinks it's interesting and can see the practical application of it 
And I was just like, I can't do this. Yeah. So we struggled to it. Because again, homeschooled. So it was my mom and my dad. And then I had, uh, it was like a video series lessons too. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember anything about geometry. I've forgotten it all. Other than yeah. the parallel lines never touch. That's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing I remember. But I do remember him going over something. And he'd be like, yeah, it's really cool. You could take this over here. You know, you could press your date with it. And I just, like, think about that from time to time. This super nerd was explaining, like, a formula. He was like, yeah, you could do this. You could press your date with it. I mean, I guess if you're dating a math teacher, that would be super impressive until you messed it up. Right, exactly. I'd be like, yeah. And then they'd be like, nah. Hi, Winry. Do you want to talk about your shareable for the week? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this is something... That I end up changing last second last night okay. while working on the script because while working on this, my wonderful husband decided to put something up on Netflix in the other room, and I have uh-huh. and he's like, "Hey, hey, come in here and watch this. Just watch a clip with me." Mm-hmm. And it was a comedy special, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "All right, cool." I come in and she's talking about mental health stuff, and I was like, "Okay," and like I watched it and I was like, "Oh my god, her humor is fantastically dark. Mm-hmm. I love it." And throughout the hour of the special, I probably walked in and out of the room multiple times just to grab snippets of her of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, I need to sit down and watch the entire thing front to back. But it was very, very funny mm-hmm. every time I walked in there. Mm-hmm. And it was a comedy special. Uh, Taylor uh, Tom Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. Called uh, Look at You. It's on mm-hmm. Netflix. High recommend if you enjoy dark humor. It is not kid-friendly. No. But, I don't know. The handful of times I walked in, I thought it was really funny. I enjoyed her take on things because I have really dark humor. So, of course, when I'm listening to someone be funny, of course I want dark humor with it. So yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was brilliant. What about yeah. you, Perry? What's yours? Um. Well, I also – I have seen that and I did really enjoy it. I think it's funny. Oh, and I, I didn't realize you watched her. Yeah. I love her. I actually tried to see her in person, but, like, I was not here or something the one weekend she was in yeah. St. Louis. Like, it just wasn't going to work out. But of course, that's I did works. see Eliza Schlesinger when she was here a few weeks ago, and that was awesome. I love her new stuff. Oh. She's very, I don't know. Like, she had a kid, but she's not any less funny. She's still killing it. She <laughs> makes fun of her fun. kid. I didn't- Oh, there you go. Yeah. She's just like, this baby is useless. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So what about you? Um, okay, so my shareable, it's so basic. for. It's, I mean, it's the craze right now for sure. But on Disney+, Plus, our latest Marvel just finished. Um, and it's uh, Moon Knight. Have you seen I it? I haven't watched it. I've only watched the trailer. <sighs> okay. We're watching on the Oscar side. Isaac. First of all, is Bay Has been Bay since I first saw him. In The Force Awakens. Okay. He's just That's a, what he was in. He's Poe. I was wondering. Gorgeous man. So we got that going on. Yeah. He plays two different characters throughout the whole thing. Got okay. it. So some split action in there. Yeah. And they speak to each other. And also, I'm like, spoilers, here we go. But like also physically interact with each other. It's just like his... It's well done. His acting, the emotion, the ability to see, like, who exactly it is he, he, like, you know, if you're just looking at the face, you're like, oh, is it this character, this character? Like, you know, like, because he just changes, like, the way he is. And it, oh my gosh, like, it's such a testament to his range. And I'm obsessed. And it was great because most, like, Avengers things and Marvel things, like, I know a lot like a bit about it and this one i came in with doing absolutely no research i was like just take me on this journey and because i did that there were first few episodes i was like what is happening what is happening (laughs) anyways um shannon what are we talking about today (laughs) Alrighty, so this is something that i think like me and perry were kind of talking off screen about 
or maybe it came I think from we mentioned window. it actually. Yeah. So our two episodes, have. three episodes ago now, some time ago, when we talked with Megan Williams, we did let it slip that we were thinking about doing an episode on boundaries. We said maybe we should wait for her new book to come out, and we didn't. So we're gonna talk we're about boundaries today. So it's definitely one of those things that like everyone, I think, at one point struggles with this mm-hmm. so if you hear something that like doesn't jive with you well or kind of bothers you or you're like oh i never thought about that like i was doing some research part of working on this and there's definitely some things i was like this isn't selfish it no. sounds selfish but it's not mm-hmm. so please just listen with open open ears and open minds Mm -hmm. because we hope that this can at least help somebody out there because i don't know about you but it's gonna help me because like yeah i definitely have my have my moments of being a people pleaser yes yes and i'm really bad about telling people no Uh like i'll initially say yes before i think of what i should have said right and then i have to think of how to get out of it by not disappointing them because of the constant cripple fear of disappointing people. <laughs> oh, yeah, f- for sure. For sure. So, so boundaries, I wanted to talk about it because I had just had like a big breakthrough at work because of my therapist that I've been seeing. She identified that I have no boundaries and that I take on the emotional responsibility of others. And a lot of what I feel anxiety about is because it's not actually my job. So that was really interesting. So after I was able to like work with her on knowing what that means, the first thing was like, I had to know what that meant. Because I heard like, oh, yeah, set boundaries. But to me, it was not something I could ever imagine doing. Because in my brain, I was like, no, like I have to keep all the balls in the air and I have to make sure everything's okay and everybody's fine. And if I draw a boundary, I'm going to upset somebody. It's like, I'm just not going to do that. So I had to like take that and be like okay this person is reacting this way is that your fault no okay so do you have to make sure that they react a certain way or another big thing is how do you know that you why do you think they're going to react that way is that based on data or is that based on your anxiety thinking it's going to be the worst i was like oh it's my anxiety And she goes, in situations where this has happened before, do people typically react how you think they're going to? I go, oh, no, it's never that bad. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to, like, get my brain there first. Which is hard. It's so hard because I spent almost 30 years taking on the emotional responsibility of everybody around me and I hate being that way I hate being in the middle I hate like being afraid to talk to somebody or changing my words or not even asking people for things because I am afraid of how they're going to respond and then when I got my new job and people that I mean as far as you can care about somebody at work like a close coworker responded really negatively and it hurt my feelings and I took yeah. on all this emotional responsibility of like what what am I going to do to fix it why did I do this to make them so upset da, da, da. and my therapist was just like stop <laughs> like yep you got an amazing opportunity and you took it because it's best for you their response has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. And I was just like, hmm, what an idea. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's always interesting. Yeah, for sure. After I was able to work with her and change that mindset of not everything is my responsibility. It doesn't have to be. That's when I was able to draw my first boundary. And that boundary was at work because I have a hard time still with my personal life. Ta-da! But I have been able to draw boundaries in my professional life. So we had just, I think Shannon and I were talking about that. And I was like, I drew a boundary today. Woohoo. And that's why I want to talk about it's it. Hard. Because it's hard and I think other people could learn from that. So, yeah. Do you want to, Shannon, maybe kind of talk about exactly what that is from a psychological perspective? For anyone that's sure. not sure. It's really funny because I... I like you have an idea of what are boundaries right so when i was looking up like the actual definition i found multiple mm-hmm. with all different wordings so i kind of smooshed it together as one simple Perfect. 
phrase. Okay. And it's boundaries. Uh-huh. Setting limits slash standards for yourself in relationships and behavior that you will or will not accept. This could be meaning as, like, so there's a difference between, like, and another person broke down. It was uh, Katie Morin. I already have, I'm going to have her down in our uh, show notes because I'm actually putting down three different videos that went over in different ways but over the same topic, if that makes sense. Yeah. So recommend if you're trying to look a little bit more into this for yourself. And they weren't very long. They're, like, less than ten minutes. Very mm-hmm. easy, digestible stuff. Yeah. She broke it down into two different things. You have physical and you have emotional boundaries. Mm-hmm. Hello, Winry. <laughs> Sorry, I just got I just got headbutted as she jumped on the back of my chair. Literally on your head right now. <laughs> yeah. well, Sorry about that. Real okay. serious topic here. Um, physical boundaries, meaning mm-hmm. that you don't want someone standing standing close to you or being touched. Mm-hmm. This could mean like if you're someone who feels uncomfortable like with men touching you. Mm-hmm. My cat just groping me. <laughs> yeah. You know. Winry, maybe you s- there needs to be a physical boundary. Cats don't believe in boundaries. Yeah. They do what they want. <laughs> and it means that you're setting that, like, no, I will not accept this behavior. No, I will not accept this. Mm-hmm. And go from there. Right. I want to just example, workplace example. This wasn't even, like, something that was super bothering me. But just... Kind of out of the blue, one of my coworkers just, like, put both of his hands on my shoulders while I was, like, at lunch or whatever. And I just loudly, not yelling, but loudly said, why are you even touching me right now? And he just immediately, like, jumped back as far as a man could jump. (laughs) And, like, was looking for HR. And so I found that works really well. It's like, I didn't have to say anything more than that. It was one sentence and it was a question. Why are you touching me right now? Because then they have to explain because I want to touch it. Why do you want to touch a coworker? Why do you yeah. want to touch him over there? Why don't you go touch him if you want to go touch somebody? You know, that's a weird thing to do. So, well, I feel like that is always interesting because like, if you want to break it down, like even in like the like sex category, not as in like the physical thing, but as in like gender wise, mm-hmm. like, for some weird reason, people sometimes think it's okay, like, men to touch women. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you don't want to be touched. Maybe you're someone that gets very easily overstimulated physically. So someone walking up and touching you, groping on you, like, you know, can sometimes just be overwhelming. And I think this is where it's important to draw that physical boundary by saying, mm-hmm. like, please do not touch me. Mm-hmm. No, I do not feel comfortable. And I don't think it, it's one of those things, depending on how you were raised, that might be really hard to say, like, please don't touch me. Yeah. But exactly what Perry just said was she said it loud enough that he heard her and he backed off. Yeah. And that might not work in your personal life necessarily because a friend might just go because we're friends and I hug all my friends. But it did work in a professional setting. So for anyone that's having any creepy coworkers touch them, just loudly ask them why they're touching you in front of a lot of people. It should stop. Of course, always in front of other people so everyone gives them a look going, what are you doing, buddy? Exactly, because then what are you going to do, explain yourself? It's like that same idea of when somebody says something inappropriate, you just have to act like you don't understand them and keep asking them what they mean so then they have to explain that they're just a bad person and they think that unfunny, mean, cruel things are funny. It's kind of the same idea. So the other one is the emotional boundaries, which is setting a standard on how people will talk to you and treat you. Mm -hmm. This could be meaning as in like, Someone saying something nasty to you, like, you know, like, hey, why are you so stupid all the time? Like, mm-hmm. you could flat out say, like, I don't like how you speak to me. Can you please not speak to me in that manner? Mm-hmm. That is a way to set a boundary in a healthy manner without being aggressive about it. Because that's where one good thing that was pointed out was also how you phrase your words as well will also make a big difference. Right. Because if you combat it aggressively you're you, there's a chance you're probably going to get an aggressive reply but yeah. if you do it in like a more i don't want to say passive but more of a neutral way of like hey i really don't like when you speak to me like that it's on them at the end of the day how they react like how perry's already said it's you cannot control the people's actions and how they react right and so, i almost think it, you know you gotta kind of gauge the situation but in my situation with the physical thing I did it and it worked and it was fine. But maybe if that person you're talking to, you know, is a little bit more sensitive, maybe you wouldn't want to say it in public to like embarrass them. 
You know, maybe yeah. they call you by a pet name. Maybe they call you Shanny. And I know you don't love Shanny. So maybe instead of being like, don't call me that. That's insensitive, you jerk. You could instead take them aside later and be like, hey, just so you know, um, you can't call me Shanny anymore. It's Shannon. Um, if you want me to remind you, I can. Or something like that. But something less, like, offensive or combative, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, yeah. also, if that doesn't work, then you you might need to be a little bit more aggressive. Well, I think it also it's a case-by-case case in that situation. Like, right. But okay. like I said, though, it's going to kind of vary for case-to-case case how you're going to want to present your boundary. Mm-hmm. So there are some wonderful benefits. Mm-hmm. So when I say benefits, so things to keep in mind why setting boundaries is so important. Mm-hmm. It affects your mental health and emotional health. Mm-hmm. If you don't have them, then you might feel overwhelmed. You might feel tired. You might feel emotionally exhausted. Anxious. Mine, yeah. mine Anxious. manifests as anxiety. Yes. So, exactly. Like, it has a physical, sometimes physical or, or mental way that it will manifest itself if you mm-hmm. don't. Um, it affects your self-esteem, which was shocking. I didn't even think about correlating that. Oh, yeah. Once you start setting boundaries, though, let me tell you what. Your self-esteem goes up and you will start setting them everywhere they're like addicting they're like tattoos you can't have just one you know (laughs) and then it will also affect your relationships Uh so that could be a negative or positive depending on the relationship and the dynamics you already previously have it's also it's important to take care of yourself this is one of those things you were taking care of yourself because it is very important to you know there's only one of you Uh take care of yourself Uh And putting your needs back into focus and stop people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. I know I am fabulous at people-pleasing. Yes. <laughs> because I don't know how to say no all the time. And that's something I'm trying to change where I think before I go, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, can I make that happen? No, sorry, I can't. Right. And I, I will do that sometimes even at work where I'll cover shifts not realizing Oh, I have that day off on purpose for a reason. Mm-hmm. Drat. I already said oh, I'd yeah. come in and cover that shift now. So now I'm thinking like, oh, le- and I now I reply, oh, let me look at my calendar and I'll get back to you. Opposed mm-hmm. to just saying yes. Mm-hmm. That's a way to think before you kind of speak, at least, at least for me. Yeah. And also, this will improve your communication because you are setting a boundary by communicating to them. This is what you will or will not accept. Yeah. And this is a way to keep an open dialogue with that person. And depending on how the boundary goes, this might make it blossom into a better relationship because yeah. there's more respect between your, between each other. Yeah. I was, while I was home, I wasn't able to see as many people as I would have liked to. Some of it was just because I was doing things, like helping my friend out. And yeah. then there was one day I have live trainings. And when I do live classes... I am exhausted by the end because it's, I mean, it's very like performative and this is this and answer your questions. Do you have any problems? Do you have to launch the questions? Do you have to do the slides? Like it's very just emotionally taxing. And I was going to go out and see three of my friends, two of which I hadn't seen when I was there. I never saw them the entire time I was there, but I just like could not, I was just so emotionally drained. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to people please. And these are very emotionally intelligent friends. So my message, I was very proud of my message. I didn't even say I'm sorry. I said, I know this is going to be disappointing, but I just mentally can't do it tonight. I'm very tired. And it like from my day at work. So I never even said I'm sorry. I literally was just like, I see, I acknowledge that your feelings are going to be hurt by this and I don't want that to happen, but I need to put myself first. And of course she was just like, oh my gosh, I understand completely. I hope I see you before you leave. Like, nothing bad happened. (laughs) Like you can cancel plans. And if you are friends with emotionally intelligent people, uh, they will not be mad at you. Yeah. Like it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Um, so I'm going to like pat myself on my shoulder for that text message. And then also just my therapist will be proud. <laughs> <laughs> What's sure. really important there. Absolutely. I, I mean, actually, even like this last week, I ended up canceling plans. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go meet up with someone, but I was just honestly tired and it was really nasty outside. I'm like, I really don't like to drive in the dark while it's downpouring. Mm-hmm. so i was like you know what i'm just gonna cancel and say do you know what i'd rather stay home tonight and mm-hmm. you know what i got the i understand i'll see you later no big deal yeah you know it wasn't such a big deal right 
So how to even set a boundary? Yeah. Like, how, let's let's start with the starting block of how you even set these. So looking inward on your needs and your desires. So mm-hmm. look inward first and kind of right. be like, what what are my end goals? What are my goals? What are my needs? What needs to be met? And what are my desires? Mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound a little selfish, but we're going to be a little selfish today. I think that selfish is not actually the right word. I think it's just not putting yourself, like not making yourself less important than anybody else. I think that there's so much of this mindset that I think even more so maybe women have than men, or at least let me rephrase that. I see it in moms a lot. Let me not say it doesn't happen to men. I don't know. I've never been men, but (laughs) I see it a lot where they will completely neglect themselves and will have any amount of guilt if they even think to put themselves on the same level of importance as other people. And so when they do, now we say, oh my God, we're being selfish. It's like, no, like I would never treat somebody else the way I treat myself. So yeah. Equal rights between you and everybody else. <laughs> Sorry, as you were. No, no, you're all good. I appreciate that input. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> see it, see it, um, see it. If something something is worth your worth your energy or not, this could mean an event like Perry declined going out because mm-hmm. she was just too exhausted, or even a relationship itself. If you realize that person could be toxic. Or someone who's just um, energy draining or soul sucking, depending on your phrasing. Mm-hmm. You might just decide at this point, I'm going to draw the boundary, and that boundary means I'm cutting them out. Mm-hmm. And I know I've referenced this in the past, possibly. I know me and Perry have talked about. There's a particular person that I'm friendly with that I have slowly cut out because of their behavior that I don't appreciate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't like how they speak to me. So I've slowly been separating myself more and more instead of doing the rip the bandaid off. I'm very much like, oh, sorry, busy, can't do anything. Bye, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of in hoping it's a slow burn separation. I don't know if it's for the better. Maybe it's not the best thing to do, but that's the tactic <laughs> yeah, I've But chosen. that's what you're doing. I that's think the tactic I've chosen. To me, friendships are like underwear. If they are not comfortable and benefiting to you, throw them away. I have thrown away many a pair of underwear because I'm just angry whenever I wear them. And I'm like, why? I am an adult who pays taxes. I can buy myself new underwear if this hole is bothering me or if it's too far up my butt. So if my friends are too far up my butt, sometimes you have to throw them away. So treat your relationships like underwear. That's a statement for the century right there. Yep, yep for sure. <laughs> for sure. So another thing is do a little soul, do a little, uh, soul searching there. Mm-hmm. Kind of look inward and kind of try to see, like, what upsets you. Would you not want to deal with anymore? Like, mm-hmm. is it could be possibly, as me, I know we've talked about this in the past, possibly a bad relationship. This could be friendship. This could be family. This could be anything mm-hmm. that you just go wow, every time I see them, I always leave angry or upset. Yep. Maybe it's time to draw that boundary and say, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not worth your mental health and it's not worth your health at all. Have an emotional wedgie all day. You're not going to be in a good mood and we don't need that. So another thing to keep in mind is to um, express your feelings. Mm -hmm. It's important to express your feelings because guess what? Don't mean to to blow anyone's mind here, but no one is a mind reader. If I had a nickel every time my therapist tells me that, my insurance wouldn't even need to cover it. (laughs) Exactly. I, because to me, like, I sink into this thing of, like, obviously I feel this way. Any normal human being would feel this way. I should not have to explain why I feel this way. They should just know. Literally nobody knows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you need to express your feelings. Uh-huh. In a healthy way. Yeah. Which is not screaming. In, not screaming. That's not, not screaming. a healthy manner. Having a meltdown is not always the healthiest way to handle things. Yeah. I know I have been there when I finally hit that breaking point and I just jump off the deep, crash, burn, and cry. You know what? Ideally, don't get there anymore. <laughs> that's, that's one of my goals. Don't get that far anymore. Yeah. I heard... A little parenting tip because I don't know that comes up on my algorithm sometimes but it was a mom and she was saying that her like 10 year old daughter was having a lot of like explosive like angry outbursts or maybe it was younger than 10 Mood. and she goes the thing I started Mood. asking her is what is your anger trying to tell you 
Yeah. If you're angry, because being angry is not bad. It is the reaction. No. So why are you angry? I'm angry because I feel helpless. Okay, why do you feel yeah. helpless? I'm angry because they hurt my feelings. Okay, why do they hurt your feelings? So it's kind of one of those things like if you can see your anger as like the physical emotional reaction of another rea- of, of an action that it's yeah. kind of easier to see that and then to honor the anger but not act out yeah. on it. So, yeah. That was interesting. It's yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's like like I said, people can't read your mind. And mm-hmm. one thing I would put, it was like, express your feelings from a place of respect and kindness. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not in all situations you can always do that. But like I'm kind of referring from pro- from prior, when mm-hmm. you're setting a boundary with possibly with somebody, is if you go at them in a, an aggressive manner, you're most likely going to be fed back the same energy. So if right. you come from a place of respect, and maybe a little, little sprinkle of kindness in there, it will be received possibly differently. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I even put, try not to be mean. I know <laughs> I sometimes have that issue because I know my bite sometimes is a little, like I'm a little little spicy sometimes spicy. when I speak, especially when I'm annoyed. Yeah. So I'm going to try to start learning how to rephrase my words and think before I speak because I don't always do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not always respectful to the other person I'm communicating with. Mm-hmm. And learn to say No. Something that we both are working on. Learning uh-huh. to say no. Only say yes to things that make you happy. I yeah. know that is really weird. I got a shiver just saying that. <laughs> but it's the idea of just learning to stop people pleasing for everybody else. Your yeah. needs are just as important as everybody else. Absolutely. And the biggest one. The biggest one. I even put in bold. Mm-hmm. You are not responsible for other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. So if someone is mad about you saying, I will not accept this behavior anymore from you, let them have it. Like, not like, no, don't scream at them, but let them have their, let them have their feelings. They will have their feelings the way they're going to have their feelings. You cannot right. control their reaction. But that's when you can just say like, all right, um, I'll talk to you when you're more level headed. Right. Or you just leave. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or if they're not willing to ever become more level headed, then like the thong from two seasons ago that goes in the trash that's not serving you anymore and that's super easy to say but like for some people it's their mom or their spouse or their child like their adult child so it's not easy just to like just you know take away a relationship but it's one of those things like maybe you need to take a break from it and once you can kind of feel more secure in yourself. That was a big thing is I felt like a fraud doing this for a while. It took a few times for me to be like, oh no, like I want this. I'm setting the boundary. This is for me. I feel confident doing this. And then you can kind of like deal with people as needed. Um, In my work situation, like I was doing all this extra work that I shouldn't have been doing and it was identified and we had a meeting and then the person that I had that should have been doing the work tried to snake her way out of the work again. And it it was something that I would have before just been like, okay, like, yeah, as long as you can help me with X, Y, Z. But instead, I was like, no, as of Monday, I need to be done. So tell me what you need for me to transition this to you. But I will not be working on this anymore. It is not my job. It never was my job description. This is not yeah. my delineation of duties right here. Oh, man. And like, here's the thing. She didn't yell at me. She didn't scream. She obviously was upset that she wasn't able to push that off on me anymore. But like, she accepted it. And uh, nobody died. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard sometimes when you just have to say no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And I've noticed too, it also can depend on the environment. Because in a healthy environment, there's a lot of people that just Yes. Okay. Like my friend, who I said, I'm sorry. I, no, no, I'm sorry, but I know this is disappointing. I'm not going to be able to make it out. Very healthy. No hard feelings. Absolutely fine. And then, but like in a toxic environment, and this is something that I've more seen less than actually experienced personally, I guess. But um, like when you are in a toxic environment and you draw a boundary saying like, I'm not going to do this anymore then people will accuse you of being lazy or, like, not being a team yep. player. And, yep. like, 
I've even like seen like people having a really nasty response of them being like, oh, can you do this thing? I know it's like, is this crossing your boundary? It's like, no, like, thank you for asking. Like, that is in my job description. I will do this. And they're like, okay, well, I still want to make sure it crossed any boundaries. And like, obviously, like, making fun of them. And like, at that point, you yeah. really need to have like, a very zen response of, nope, that does fall within my scope. But thank you for checking. Because like, yeah. Oh, I've seen it. And it has not been cute. And I looked at that. And I was like, oh, because yeah. those people are telling of them. I was like, because they probably don't set boundaries. Them. No. And they don't understand them. <laughs> or they're just a, I don't know, nasty person. Like, that's kind of like where I'm going to hint at the issue that I'm dealing with at work is that, like, they like to use choice words mm-hmm. to express discomfort or unhappiness. Mm-hmm. But the way they do it is in a very condescending, unnecessary tone. And they only seem to have something to say in front of other people, like a standard bully does. Yeah. So like a narcissist. It's just. <laughs> I was gonna say just like your standard bully because I would yeah. definitely have to cra- categorize them as definitely like a like a schoolhouse bully, and mm-hmm. it's funny because like as a child who was very badly bullied in school, mm-hmm. it just made me like cringe a little bit. And I'm like, ugh, I thought I was over this. I yeah. graduated like over ten years ago. Ugh, yeah. And it's just frustrating because I'm like over here just like driving in my lane doing my own thing and then i have this ding dong coming across and they're like massive clanky suv like honking the horn even though you're not even in their lane yelling at you flipping you the bird and yeah. you're just like looking at them like big eyed, like what's happening <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and i feel like it's the best description of the situation i'm dealing with yeah is the ding dong in another lane honking and screaming at me and i'm just like cruising in, in my, my little lane. car I'm yeah, going like, the speed limit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm really proud of like where I've come because Perry could probably even say this, like 21, 22 year old me. Much more spicy. Have res- was not only way more spicy, but extremely hot headed to the point where I wouldn't Very think reactive. of repercussions. Right. Very yeah. Reactive. I I would have no problem getting in someone's face and going off. Yeah. And now I now I've taken the high road of I'm just not going to respond to you mm-hmm. to show you I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I know. You know, That's, it's just one of those things. Uh, my new boss that I have had since February, he really values emotional intelligence. That's like his big thing and every kind of like everything where he Everything he does, he leads it from a point yeah. of emotional intelligence. Which and is good. so his big thing that he'll say to all of us in the team is he goes, is this actually a problem or are you getting emotionally hijacked right now? Or is this a problem <laughs> and you're getting emotionally hijacked? Meaning that you're kind of letting them win because this yeah. is just a job for one. Yeah. Don't give them power, because if you give them yep. power to make you upset, like, they are winning. They have hijacked your emotions, and they're ruining your day. And it's something that he spoke to me multiple times about, because I have this one, I don't work with her directly anymore, but I did, and she made me cry at work, because she's also a huge bully, and, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't even, I, don't, I still don't have words about how incompetent she is. But I stopped allowing it to ruin my day. Like, now I'm just like, it's not my job. First of all, it really is not my job anymore. But the person that took over that for me, I told her, I was like, don't don't be like how I was. I'm like, if this is a problem and she keeps asking you this and making these mistakes, tell her manager. Tell your manager. Yeah. Let other people handle this. And yep. don't let it ruin your day. Because it's not, you. you're not going to get anything from it. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the point I've hit because it's really funny because I can look back when the relationship shift to the direction it is now. Uh-huh. And it was literally me asking them to do a simple task because they were still in training mm-hmm. and then also not allowing them to talk poorly about my management. Weird. Who I've been working with for years. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the crossing point of why they don't like me anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's hysterical 
Because when it's been asked to me, why do they have a problem with you? That's literally what I say. Mm -hmm. And then they look at me stupid like, wait, what? You're like, like, I know it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm like, I would get it if I made like a backhanded comment or I was just being mean or malicious. And it's just kind of funny because I'm like, I'm on my way out. I'm literally leaving. Three shifts left. Three shifts left. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'm literally done in the middle of this week. Because that's the ba- that that was what I said. I'm like I'm leaving at this time because I have other things coming up in the future that mm-hmm. I'm not going to be around to work for anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy because, you know, I even had a coworker ask me like, "Oh, if you call in about this, what would you do if they pick up?" And I'm like, I'm going to treat them exactly how they should be treated. I'm going to treat them with respect. Mm-hmm. And if they get inappropriate with me, I'm going to hang up and then I'm going to contact management. Right. Like any other customer would do. Right. Because you getting upset doesn't benefit does anything and it doesn't get you where you no. need to be. Nope. That's why I'm not worried. And like there's one thing that I absolutely, absolutely love. I am a RuPaul's Drag Race fan. I'm not mm-hmm. super current with everything, but I do enjoy it. And one of my favorite queens back in I think her, when she was in like season, her original season mm-hmm. was being bullied by other queens because they were being mean and picking on her. And it's uh, Jinx, Mons- Jinx Monsoon who said, like, water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. That's, how she- that's how she dealt with everything. Every time someone would be nasty to her, she's like, water off a duck's back. And I'm like, I have to tell myself that when a comment's made. I'm just like, water off a duck's back, water off a duck's back. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I know that sounds really stupid. And to the right person, that's going to make sense. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, I hope this episode is useful for somebody out there. I hope other people are learning to do this healthy thing for themselves. I know I'm still learning. I learn to do this every day. This is kind of an active practice. It is. And, it's, you you know, have to be, like, mindful of it. Because it's yes. not my first reaction. It's not my first reaction to mm-hmm. not get emotionally hijacked. It's not my first reaction to keep a boundary or to set a boundary. It's one of those things I have to, like acknowledge my behavior or acknowledge my reaction and then okay let's pivot from this and what would be the better thing to do so if you can at least maybe just acknowledge how you react to things and then maybe think about how you want to that could be like a good way to start it's just understanding what your goal is here it might be able to tell you the boundary you need and then from there you can figure out how to set it because it's it's a multi-step process i think Sometimes you just kind of have to look at a, look at a situation and go, yeah, I didn't feel good after that. Yeah. Or and kind of look just... at why you didn't feel good. Right. Exactly. Like, is it because someone spoke to you in a poor, in a, you know, a not well-worded comment? Was mm-hmm. it because they were saying something that went against your personal beliefs or your morals? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you kind of have to, it's, like I said, it goes all the way back to you have to look inward, do a little soul search and do a little digging. You know, this is where it's kind of nice to go get therapy. It's good yes. for you. Don't listen it, to it, us, by the way. Shannon's on her way to being, like, certified. I'm definitely not. I'm just, like, giving you the cliff notes in my therapy sessions. So if this is something that's speaking to you, maybe, like, listen, if you're in the military or you're military dependent, TRICARE covers it. I have not paid a yeah. dime for my therapy. Um, Just go... Start now. Here's the thing. Make an appointment now because it's going to take you like eight weeks to get in. So just yeah. make the appointment now. It's very easy to find a provider. So There's also a lot of virtual therapy now. Yes. And that's actually something I'm just going to talk about for just a second. Yeah. You can, if you are someone who has really bad anxiety, especially like going out, meeting new people, or even just leaving the house, like there's different levels of comfort. A lot of people do virtual therapy now mm-hmm. because of everything with... I guess one blessing that's kind of come from the pandemic, a lot of things you can get to go and a lot of things you can do virtually now. Yeah. And that's actually something like I personally plan on reaching towards once I'm fully certified and licensed and all that Mm -hmm. is to look to be able to do some stuff virtually for the simple factor of then I could work from home. Right. That is the real primo goal. Mm, That's so nice. Oh, I'm so envious. I hate having to drive my car places. <laughs> I know. My car has like Gas maybe 10,000 miles over the last two and a half years, maybe, because I don't drive it. <laughs> I'm so envious. But yeah, yeah that's a, uh, you know, do you have any last last words there, Perry? No, just go to therapy, nerds. That's it. 
Yeah. That's all I got. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us if you like us. Uh, if you don't like us, maybe skip the review part. And uh, yeah, we'll talk no, to just you again. Just spitefully rate us really well, though. Just spitefully Wouldn't rate us Wouldn't that be really hilarious? Well, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be hysterical. Like, the really irony funny. is real there. Just, just really just give us... Give us a nasty five star review. A nasty. Just one. don't word it though. Yeah. Just a, a horrible five star review. Nasty <laughs> five star review. Because you know what? I will feel that anger on the other I'll, side of the screen. I we'll promise. know. We'll know. Be like, man, we'll this know. person definitely did not like us for sure. Z's. A horrible oh, five gosh. stars all all around. That was that was a bad yeah. five star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. We look forward to checking in with you soon. Um, don't forget to follow us over on Instagram. Please do not hesitate if you have any suggestions for future episodes, because we guess what, guys? We're going into season four soon, and we want some suggestions. If there's anything in particular, even if it's a funny episode, even if you're like, yo, I want some really bad stories of entitled military spouses, we got you. If you want that, we will do it. I mean, I know we'll have a good laugh. We might even just drink some wine while we talk it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. (laughs) So. All right, guys. All right, Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to PS We Have Orders. If you want to reach out to us, please send us a DM on Instagram at PS We Have Orders Podcast. Or you can always shoot us an email at PS We Have Orders Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you can leave us a review wherever you listen, we'd really appreciate it. Until next time, guys. <laughs>